guys. Today we have a super special guest. Like, I don't know if you've probably, you've probably seen his face before somewhere on Instagram and you're just wondering now, like, who, who this person is. Like, this guy definitely don't need an introduction in real estate space, but for, for you who don't know his name, he's Justin Spalding. He's the president of real estate holding company, Spalding Group Realty. He has several years of experience in sales, direct sales, real estate acquisition, and property and asset management. He has previously turned around poorly performing multifamily and storage unit properties, currently having more than 25 million assets under management. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Welcome to the show, Justin. Appreciate you having me. I'm excited. Thanks, thanks, thanks for being here and, and sharing the knowledge and the inspiration, you know? So can you, can you just tell a little bit, you know, about yourself or the people that never seen you before? Like, you know, you, you're known like 25 million in, in, you know, assets under management. That's a lot. So can you just tell people how did you start it, first of all, in real estate space? I, I mean, what's the journey here? I'm a small fish, first of all. That's a small fish, right, in the world that we're playing. But, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's been a lot of fun over the last uh, handful of years here. 2009, I got introduced to um, – basically, I was going to college. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I was basically just going to school to play football. And, uh, and, and I wasn't on scholarship or anything. I was playing D3, and I had a good college career. Um, football, from a leadership standpoint, just it taught me a lot about leading people. College and school and stuff. Uh, not quite as much for what I'm doing. Um, yeah. And in 2009, I became super interested in, in uh, real estate. We took a trip to Chicago and I saw Trump Tower going up. I didn't know who Donald Trump was at that point, but I'm like, man, that thing is awesome. And it would be something that I'd love to do one day. And right from that point, I, I started getting any book. This was, I was a sophomore in college. So I started getting every book on real estate, investing, finance, um, successful business people. And I just started consuming um, books and anything on YouTube at the time, you know, was starting, obviously YouTube was getting hot in 2011 or whatever, but so there's some stuff on YouTube. Um, I would just consume everything. And I always learned though, with the mindset of, I'm going to go implement this and do this, not just, I never wanted to be just consuming just to consume. Um, I always had that mindset of, okay, I'm going to take this and implement it. I would actually visualize myself doing the things that I was, that, that I was learning in the books. And the big thing for me was I never really understood the whole big concept of all those things that they would talk about, but yeah. I would understand little bits and pieces in the starting blocks the, the foundational blocks of it and I would really visualize myself going out and implementing it and so then in, uh, I graduated and I had some professional football tryouts and stuff like that obviously nothing panned out and then I quickly moved on I didn't want to be one of those guys just playing for chicken wings with their hometown professional football team or you know whatever um, so moved on from that got involved in direct sales and within the first about 18 months I grew it to the top half percent of the company and made decent money but it wasn't like I made crazy money. It was the standpoint that I was very disciplined and I saved. I was very diligent, like just paid attention. And every penny that I made, I was paying attention to where it was going. And so I saved and I really realized that, man, you can only cut so much out of your life. You have to find a way to grow an in income to be able to save more. So because I, I was like cutting as much as I could, right? So I kept growing my income through direct sales. And as my income went up, like my, I would save the surplus. I would not my expenses didn't go up with it, right? So real quickly, I was starting to save a few thousand dollars a month and five thousand dollars a month, six, just going right to my savings. And I kept now from 2009. Now it's 2012, right? When I'm doing this direct sales. So from 2009 to 2012, when I'm starting direct sales, I was learning that whole time about real estate and investing. But the same thing from 2012 to the middle of 2013, I was still learning about real estate. I was going out and looking at properties. I looked at probably like 100, 150 properties. And I got to the point then through direct sales where I had enough saved up 
to pull the trigger on one that made sense. And we needed $40,000 to close the first four unit that we did. And, you know, my parents knew and believed in me and, um, they basically knew that whatever I set my mind to, I was going to go out and do, I was going to be committed. I wasn't going to back out of something. So that was enough for them to be, once we found the first four unit deal, I told them the benefits, showed them what we could do with it, that I would manage the whole thing for free, you know, whatever. So it was, it was $20,000 investment for me, $20,000 investment for my mom, sister, and, and uh, my dad, those three. So we had $40,000 total and went in and we did the first project and we just kind of kept rolling from there. Wow. It's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great story. I love it. I mean, there's a lot of different pieces, of course, missing from the story. You well, know? and I'll, I'll just, and so that's, that's pretty yeah. US got started and that's, that's how I kind of got started. And then, you know, yeah. throughout, obviously I kept, I kept gaining experience. I kept adding my track record and I really promoted like you see and other people have seen on Instagram or whatever. I'm not bashful, but like I'm promoting yeah. because like, I know that's how I'm going to find other people to lock arms with to do this thing. Exactly. And so we, you know 300 storage units and that added to my track record we bit off um we successfully sold the first four units and in, in, in the second set of four units that we we got so that added to my track record we then bit off uh, 88 unit property you know and so i just kept adding to my track record to the yep. point where you know, you know you can just get more and more partners we have 18 other you know private investors with us right now and that number's going to keep growing and I love it. How, how much how much of that is coming from a social media being in front of the camera and talking with people um, you know, I, well, I'll say all of it, but at the same time, I'll say none of it yeah. because what I mean by that is I say all of it because a lot of the money that I've raised is from people that I know in my area. I'm from Wisconsin. And so in this area, but they really watched and paid attention to everything that I had on social media. So I wasn't introduced to them through social media, but they were able to see my story and they knew me personally. Right. But to be, be able to see my, my, my success in business and stuff like that and what I was doing through social media definitely was a big reason why they decided to invest money with me. Now, what your real question I think was how many people found you through social media and invested with you? You know, I don't know. We have like four that, you know, have found me through social media and invested a minimum of $50,000 um, yeah. for the last year with us. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but it, it plays a big part. You know, like yeah, direct and indirect, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, that's cool. I love it. So can you talk about, you know, because now everybody's just talking about, you know, oh, the recession is coming here, you know, like everybody, it's just a matter of time. And, you know, like this is not the BS, like everybody know who's in real estate that is going to happen, right? So, I mean, what, what strategy is right for you in the given market right now at the moment? Do you have a specific, like, what, 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 do, you, what do you focus on? Everything that? that I buy, I try to look at the worst case scenario. So I try to look yeah. at, I always try to look at how bad a property can do and we still make it, right? Cool. So like, you know, the, if you guys, if people are following me on Instagram, they've seen the Signature 23, the big, you know, golden brick building down, uh, down on the river in Janesville, Wisconsin. Beautiful, by the way. I, I seen the whole process from the acquisitions to the updating. Beautiful. Yeah, we got a long, we got a long way to go there yet, but it's changed a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, I talk about that one all the time and we bought that with 14 of them or were vacant. It was just horrible management, horrible, you know, they weren't doing things right. Right. There was 14 vacant, but I was buying it. So it was cash flowing. I was actually buying it so that if we really didn't do anything, there could have been another, I can't remember, I'm not in front of the numbers right now, but there could have been like another two or three apartments that have got added to that vacancy list and we still would have been okay. Well, here we are sitting, you know, we have, uh, what, like four vacant right now, I think and we're working on them to get them rented. Right. Um, so I look at, I, when I'm doing deals, I look at how, what our vacancy rate can be at, at current rent, where it's currently at, mm -hmm. look at, okay, if our rent goes down, you know, 
if it does for some reason go down 10%, what can our vacancy level be at when we have a 10% less you know, mm -hmm. income mm -hmm. uh, okay. and still make it? Um, that being said, I mean, the type of stuff that I'm buying, I feel like it's not being built anymore. I mean, the, the, the C and B type stuff, it's not like everything that's going on. 95 percent of stuff that's going up right is all the class a type stuff yeah there, there, there will be cnb but we would just have to wait for 10 years yeah yeah i mean but but the cnb i mean it's not being built unless it's like an affordable type project where there's tax credits or you know whatever just yeah. because you can't it's hard for people to build something new and have you know 700 to 1200 a month rents right yep so um i just feel like a lot of the stuff that we're buying uh is stuff that's just it's not being built anymore and there's becoming less and less of it if i go buy a c property or a b property you know everyone's taking their c's and b's and bumping them up like they're improving them right so it's like if i go buy one i mean they're, they're it's, i mean i feel like i'm in a pretty good spot there you know if, if someone yeah. goes into the economy like someone might go from an 1800 a month apartment to a thousand dollar a month apartment or 1200 a month you know that we might have um or if they're currently and for $1,300, they might go to one of our apartments for 900, right? Yeah. So I kind of look at that and I just try to be smart about. Okay. You know, for other reason too, I'm, I'm just going off on a tangent. I'm sorry, I'll let you I'll shut up after this one and let you talk, but. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. I, I always, I always, um, I don't even remember what I was going to say now. I lost so, it. No, that, that, no, no worries. So basically, do you focus on, on yours? You said you're from Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so do you focus on that market particularly or are you investing into, into some other markets as well at the moment? Um, right now we're only in Wisconsin. Okay. I started to look in like Iowa and other places in the Midwest. Um, I just feel like the Midwest as well is like fairly, you don't get the big major swings of the economy, right? You don't like the coast, like California and Florida and like New York, like if things crack, they really hit, they, they really, really feel it out there. The Midwest I feel like is a little bit more sheltered from it. Yeah. Um, so. Okay. So, you know, for somebody who's starting, because basically this, this is a free content here we're providing, right? So there's a lot of people awesome. watching right now and they think like, man, like oh, it's good for Justin. I mean, 25 million, you know, like assets under management, it's good for him. Like, well, what, what's that, you know, with you for me? Cause you know, would you, would you give any like couple of advice for people who are starting like the best way to acquire deals and what do they need to focus on? Like when, when they starting, cause you mentioned, you know, you, you read the books, you, you know, you looked at the deals and you kind of connected, maybe connected with some people. So just, just few, few things, few hands for people. I always tell people, they always wait so long to start going looking at deals. Just get out and go look. Now, when I first started in 2000, you know, when I started looking at deals from 2009 to 2012, you look at what happened in 07, 08 or, you know, whatever. And there was a lot more duplexes, single family, four units on the market. Cause that's what I was looking at at that point. Um, yeah. There's just not as many of them out there now, but you still, you just got to get out and look at deals. That's how you, re that's really how I learned. And I would get the financials and I would look at, okay, like, you know, something simple, right? I would look at like the, how much they're spending on trash removal or the lawn care. I would look at those things first when I was first starting to like, okay, man, those seem expensive. Like, you know, for a four unit, I think we could save there or, and then I would also go and look and see what the current rents are. And by doing that, by going to look at those properties, get the financials on them, that really taught me a lot to what, to, as, as far as like what to look for. Um, and then at the same time, you know, kind of like in my story, find a way to make money so that you're not, you're not solely banking on someone else to make your first deal happen. Um, mm. a lot of times people are going to want to see that you have a track record. You know I mean? If you're yeah. just going to, you got to show that you're going to go out and do things regardless. And the moment that you do that, 
you will find other people that want to invest if you work hard enough. But the moment you do that, then you become, uh, I don't know, you're not fully reliant on someone else and you have yes. a mindset. So, so, so go do this and other people are attracted to it because you're going to go do it with or without them, right? Yeah. So basically what you're saying, people should have a, a, a business on a side or, or some track record basically in a real estate for, for them to acquire those deals or what, what you're trying to say? Well, for the, ba for the more basic deal, I, you know, if, if they're looking to get investors, track record's important, right? If you're yeah. looking to pull off a you know, duplex or, you know, more, I'm a fan as well, more units at one location is better, right? Um, but, if you, but at the same time, like I had to start with a four unit. So I get... I get it that you have to start somewhere and get your foot in the door. Um, so for the first deals, like then, you know, if you, if you're not worried about other investors or don't want to worry about other investors, you have to save or find a way to make more money so that you can do it yourself. Or you might have to save, make enough money so that you can come up with half of it and then find someone for the other half. I tell people this all the time when it comes to, you know, uh, you know, and I, this is just going in once again, because a lot of times people can find those deals, but they still like they need help raising $100,000 to make a four unit work or whatever it might be, right? Um, but I tell people all the time, dude, if you have $50,000 to your name and that's it, I know right now that if you find a deal and if you're willing to go to somebody who has, doesn't matter if they have a million dollars, $10 million, whatever, you go, to, you go to some of those people, I bet you could go to 10 of those people and you could t say to them, look, I found this deal, here it is. You show that, you know, you've shown where it is you now the area that, you know, there's a good return. It's, it's a good opportunity, right? Yeah. And that you have $50,000 to your name and that's it. And you're going to put all 50 in. That's how confident you're going to find someone else that'll match the 50 to make it happen. Yeah. Right. So it's just a matter of getting out, looking at properties, um, having some savings and then, you know, being willing to, to just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's again, real estate, simple, right? So, I mean, okay. So the question is, is, is it the chicken or the egg in this case? I mean, is it the, the investor or, or the deal? What, what does it come first? Yeah, I, I, the deal's got, I, in my opinion, the deal, like, okay. um, especially for a starter, I, I, for a starter, it's just a deal. Cause if anyone, I, I just think of it as some other investor, right? Like if someone comes to me and they've never done anything before, they've never done a deal and they want, and I have no clue who they are really. And you know, whatever, like I don't, I'm not, I'm not someone that's going to be a part of that. But now if they have like a track record and they got a, pro, you know, whatever they, or they already have a property under contract and they can show like the opportunity that's different. Right. So in my opinion, I think for someone who's just starting, I think like you got to find, you got to go find a deal. Um, ideally be able to do a deal by yourself if you can't, you know, to get started, but number one, finding a deal and then figuring out that second piece of where the money's coming from. Yeah, because I mean, well, once you find a good deal with a good return, then, you know, the, the investors is the easy part, right? Right, because I'm not even, I, I'm not to the point yet where I'm raising too much money before I find a deal. Like, yeah, I have some people committed already for like, you know, 600 grand or whatever before I find something and they've given me a soft verbal, but like most of my money comes, is raised after I find a deal and I show them the opportunities. Like the 96 unit that we just closed last Friday, um, that deal, I went out and, you know, I had, we, I already had some funds pre-raised essentially, but I, to raise the other half of them, I had to, I had to bring the deal to them. They looked at it. Oh, here, here we go. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. So any advice for people? Um, okay. They, they, they kind of, maybe they're going to find uh, one good deal that they think, well, is, is good to bring for investors. So in a due diligence process, or even before that, any advice for people um, on an underwriting process? Any for the underwriting part, like how yeah. I underwrite, is that what you're kind of asking? Yeah. Um, 
always try to use the in the miming thing is I, I always try to assume I'm not going to run it better than um, the current management. Hmm. Just assume that's how, you know, I know like in the back of my mind, I'm like, we're going to run this way better than the current management. Like, well, I'm really good at lifting revenue. Um, you know, so I, I, in my mind, like we're really, we're, we're going to do better, but that's just how I underwrite it. I assume, okay, if, if all things like this purchase price, if all things stay equal to how they are now, what's it, what's it look like? Right. And so actually this is what I had forgot about before coming back to it. That's why I'm hitting like in every deal we've done, I'm hitting year four and five numbers on my projections, like in year one, in year two, because I'm just assuming that we're going to be able to run it the same. I, I want to buy for sure things. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, so what we've been able to do so far is be able to pretty much buy for sure things where there's going to definitely be issues. There's going to be things that go wrong, but let's like, okay, it went wrong. It's okay. Like we're going to be able to go like this and just, we're going to wake up tomorrow and it's okay. Um, I don't want to assume that year one, my rents, like if, if they're bringing in a million dollars of revenue right now, my year one, my first 12 months, I don't want to assume that I'm going to bring in 1.2 million. Right? Could we do it? Yeah, I think we could do it in the right scenario, but yeah, automatically assume bank on that to be able to cover the mortgage, right? So that's my big thing. Is once again, is people look at real estate investing or what we do, what I do, and they think it's super risky. I'm like, I'm really one of the most conservative people, uh, like just as from a standpoint of like what I do, I'm I'm conservative. Um, that's I my mean, biggest. Well, what's a super risky? I mean, you know, look, look at the other options. What, like, what are other options available? Was is it the stock market that plummets three hundred points a day? Well, the the REIT, which again, it's a stock. Like mutual funds, bonds, like what pension funds? Like, there's, you know, like real estate is definitely one of the best asset classes to investment, and I don't think there is a risk in there. You know, but is there any advice for people when they're touring a property? I mean, things that they should be looking for, should be a be aware of like you know those type of things um I, I you know the first so where i made a mistake um and it still happens but where i really made the biggest mistake was the 88 unit we bought and this just shows though that buying something is just better than doing nothing because like the 88 the, the, the that was the first big property that we bought and like i look back on it, i'm like holy moly like there's a lot of things i did wrong here like i didn't take into account the boilers I didn't take into account all the roofs, all the, like, I just didn't like, I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll cover it. Like, you know, yeah. I didn't really have a plan, but it's like, now we've replaced the boilers, we've replaced the roof. We've replaced, we've done so much there that we had to do. And I'm like, man, like that, it could have been bad. Yeah. Um, but so it's, it's, it's still positive cash flow, right? Oh yeah. 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 So like, we're not, we're, we're, cause once again, we were able to raise, like we've raised revenue when we bought that, you know, I think the, the, this was uh, in 2016, mid 2016. Um, the income there was like 620. Uh, this year we should be around 875. So like we've been able to raise, you know, significantly. Um, but I, you know, looking back on it, like I did not do as much due diligence. I was so much like worried about the in-unit stuff yeah. uh, that I didn't pay attention. Like we dropped, we, you know, in February we dropped $65,000 on new boilers. You know, last year we put, I don't know, it was like between some siding and all the roofs of the buildings and all the garages, like it was like 350 or $425,000 for that, for the roofs. And you know, I'm yeah. looking at what's the plan now for the blacktop because the driveway's starting to fall apart. So now I'm much more cognizant of those big capital expenditures. Yeah. And, and it's, not that, it's not that it has to be a deal killer, but you better be aware yeah. of it and 
plan for it versus like yeah so what's the number would be on, on a capex let's say per unit what, what would you recommend like in case somebody's i've been i've been up to you know i've been up to, i've done a 10 unit before where uh i was thinking it was going to be eleven thousand dollars per unit when you allocate everything across not just in unit stuff but the roof the side you know um and really i should have done seventeen thousand dollars per unit but there's also deals where it's like you know if 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 all the siding if the roofs if those are all newer if the blacktop's newer if you know everything's within the last five years yeah. now it's like just in unit stuff you could be anywhere between two and you know five thousand yeah right so, so basically on a due diligence process you find out basically how much approximately is going to be per unit it yeah. depends yeah right yeah. okay it depends okay. so um but then but then you know depending on how much is done and you know between exterior and big capex stuff and interior stuff you know, you're obviously going to want to plan for, and this is something I didn't do in the first one either that I do all every time now is setting aside, whether it's 250 to $300 per unit per year, aside in a cap, a future capital expenditure account. Right. So, um, yeah, it's all stuff that you learn. Once again, you learn, like I've learned so much of this on the go and I'm still like learning. I'm still so. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Cause there's, there's, there's a lot of a lot of things to learn in the real estate and you know most of the stuff that that's why I'm, I'm asking those questions and i know i'm not asking enough questions because there's a lot of things to cover but most of the things like as you're saying you, you're going to cover yourself while you're going to start working the deals like acquiring the deals and and that comes up as you say once you start going so, and it's hard between theoretical and yeah. practical exactly because, like real estate like yeah theoretically going into deal, theoretically this is but it's murphy's law is practical like is practicality like so there's a um when is it you just want to err on the side of you know murphy's law is going to happen things are going to pop up you know you know so i'm always looking for what's going to pop up here and once again not that they're deal killers but to be aware of it and to have a plan for it versus being up Shit's creek you know yeah. later yeah okay so so can, can we talk about you know you mentioned kind of a the mistake you, you didn't you know counted these items you know the boiler the roofs that they maybe the curb appeal you know and and all that stuff so can you can you talk about you know for a person who's starting you know structuring a team putting a team in place so making sure that he's not making these type of mistakes you know from from a get-go it depends how big how many units you have like when i was at the yeah. four unit eight unit level like it was just me you don't have resources to to be able, right you can, you can you can have some other contractors to be able to do stuff but you have less margin for error in the four units and eight units it's like one water heater goes out and that's like your profit for two months <laughs> like it sucks right um so but that being said that also taught me a lot too about the whole process when i just started it was basically just me and then what happened was you know as far as team how it happened for me was then it ended up hiring someone that was part-time that would that would do the lawn that would do um I would do like maintenance and painting and the turnovers right when I had the eight units. So it was super part-time, but you know, you, you started doing that. So that took me up, took it off my plate. And then as you know, we started scaling up then it was like, you know, we had a bookkeeper and we got a manager and then it was another full-time maintenance person and another manager. And so we just kind of kept growing. And then, you know, just last week I hired a COO to, to take like all these next couple of weeks over the next couple of months to kind of get me, she's basically going to oversee all, all that of the management arm of our company right um and that's just important because we're to a point now where it's like I'm, I'm a big big and i was on instagram about this earlier but i'm a big believer in like there's so many people that are worried about every single detail which yes every single detail matters but if you don't have anything 
that has detail to worry about, right? So I, for me, I was worried about let's acquire units, let's get let's get going, let's get 200, 300, 400, whatever unit amount of units, and we're not going to be we're going to be far from perfect. I think we do a lot better job than a lot of other people, but we're far, far, far from perfect. Um, but now with with by hiring like team members, right? You start to trim away at some of that fat. You start to get a lot more efficient and prep, you know, and yeah, yeah. perfect operationally. Um, so that's kind of, and you just got to fill in, like someone else might be looking at this and not want to do anything with like the maintenance end or might not, maybe they, maybe they're better in the management. They need to hire someone to go out and acquire more stuff for them. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. You have to hire what you're not good at. Um, and for exactly. me, I'm the deals again, I'm good at raising the money. I'm good at, you know, um, finding the value add deals and I'm good at raising revenue at properties. But as far as like actual really, really good management of like a stabilized asset or, you know, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm, I'll tell you right now, I'm not that great at it. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to be, I don't want to have all the control. I don't, I want other good people here who can make decisions so that I don't have to be, I don't want to be the bottleneck. Exactly. Well, you're smart. Like, you know what you're doing. Like, you know that you have the weaknesses and you're just leveraging other other people's skills and, you know, other people's time while, you know, putting them in place and and solving all these problems that, you know, you don't have the skills for. Well, well, because I've made, yeah, I mean, like, because I've made other good decisions in life with money or, you know, whatever and invest, like, you know, in my direct sales and I, my management company, Spalding Group, my management company that, that doesn't own any assets. It's in another holding company where all our assets sit. But my management company where all the employees sit, like, I just took a 50% cut in my pay, in my salary from that company. I, you know, um, I'm not getting paid distribution. We're running it on like a 2%, 1%, 2% margin because we're hiring, we're growing, right? I'm putting it back into the infrastructure. That's the infrastructure that's going to be able to manage, you know, 800 units. Um, uh, 800 units, or you can just set them right here. 800 units, or 1,200 units, or 1,500 units. Um, and without the infrastructure, it's like, what I am love I? It. I love it. I love it. It's well, like the person that the person that says, "I met with a guy, and he's like, yeah, man, I've been learning. You know, I've been looking up all this stuff as far as like accounting wise, and I'm learning how you know all the all the legal stuff when it comes to real estate. So I'm just gonna be able to do it all. I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, what are you gonna do? Have four units like your whole life? And exactly. Whole life. Unit alone sucks. Like, so why not just build a team? And, so yeah. that's my mindset. Behind it. Exactly. Well, there, there's a lot of people trying to make sense. You know, like, oh my god, like four units. That's all I need. Like, I'm gonna right. be living one of them. Like, you know, the, the free right. rent and like, there's a lot of people trying to make sense, and that's why this this show is about. Like, but there's know, not even any such thing. I'm signing checks right now too while I'm talking to you. But there, but there's not there's not any such thing as free rent. Like wherever you live, it costs something. Yeah. So like, like, like I own the four unit, I'm going to live for free. No, you're not. Because now like that's $800 a month or $1,200 a month that you're not getting in rent from another person. So wherever, wherever you're living is an expense. And exactly, exactly. And and I love what you just said. You said, you know, I'm taking like 50% pay cut, you know, for basically, you know, from my, from my salary. This, this is just reminds me if you know the story about Elon Musk's story when he, when he sold PayPal. And people laugh at that, but it's real. Man, this is real. Like this is actual, actual numbers, but it wouldn't surprise me if it is. That's real. I'm like, it's real. Exactly. You know, I mean, the the guy, you know, spent like freaking 80 billion in in all these companies into Tesla, SpaceX, and what what was the other company? It's this solar city or whatever, right? And he had to borrow money for, for rent. 
I mean, that's right. that's a that's a commitment right here. Right. You know. Right. Because this guy is thinking a little bit different. He's not thinking, you know, four units type of thinking. So, right. you know, I just want to follow up with that thing, you know, because like, I just want to ask you, uh, where are you getting your, you know, business advice and maybe what type of books are you still reading books? I know you, you do I, I don't read books. I, you know, yeah. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing yet. I don't read books right now, really. Um, other than like, I do read historical stuff. Um, I get to the point now where I like, I pick up a book and I feel like a lot of it, I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't need it. Like once again, I going back to like, I'm not, I'm not ever just going to consume something yeah. just to consume something. Right. Um, so I don't, I just don't read a ton as far as like what I used to do for reading. Like from yeah. 2012, I read, you know, a hundred or 125 books. Um, I'm just not, I, I don't, number one, my time, like, and I just, I don't want to consume stuff that, that isn't actually really helping me. So yeah. like the historical stuff, I feel like you can always learn from history. So like, you know, and there's still still certain things I'll read on like that stuff, but I don't know. I don't. Okay. So, so who do you, who do you follow for business advice? What, what people that would be? Um, once again, even, even on Instagram and stuff, I, I'm, I'm trying to grow my own following. So like when people see me commenting and stuff, there's a lot of times like I'll, I'll watch just enough of the video to understand what they're talking about and add my like comment in there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. me and, you know, follow me back. Like, and, and connect with me and stuff. I, um, you know, obviously I pay attention to what, what Grant Cardone's doing. Um, you know, I, see, I, I seen the talk, by the way, if you didn't see this guy's talk with Grant Cardone, go and check it out. And by the way, I love the fact that you just brought up to Grant saying like, you showed him like, look, this is the apartment that I'm living right now. I'm renting it. Like, cause you're yeah. very like, like, you know, you, you're, you're getting, you're getting the five fifty percent, you know, cut on, on, on your money, on your, on your wages. I mean, you, you know, so that's, that's inspiring, you know, because you, you're trying to, you're not trying, you're actually, you know, expanding your business and that's exactly what it takes. You know? Yeah. I'm leaving. I, I leave a lot on the table as far as like, you know, that's how you grow. Like that's, it's just how you grow. It's, there's yeah. no other way around. Like how much money, money for me is a resource. And so I live, like I drive a, Ford Fusion, like I just live, I've, not that I don't like fancy stuff, I do, will I get it there one day? Yeah, but like, I just, I'm, I don't need it. I'm not someone that, I, I don't care what someone thinks of me when I roll up, you know, to go look at a property and everyone else is rolling up in, like whatever they're rolling up in and I roll up in a Ford, I just don't care. Yeah. Right? yeah. I have zero care about that. Um, yeah. And yeah. It's probably still, because sometimes it's hard or it wasn't always easy and like I lived at home for a while after school and once again, that was a luxury, right? And I get, I get it. Not everyone gets a chance to live at home to save money. I did because my parents are awesome. But people are saying that I can't live at home because mom and dad won't let me. They still have a friend or two or three friends that they would stay, that they could go split rent with somewhere to make yep. it and have $1,000 a month to make it $200 a month. I don't care what they say. They do. They have that opportunity or similar opportunity. So it's just a matter of being able to like, how bad do you want it? How yeah, bad do you want it? Exactly. Exactly. So can you, can you talk about the importance of, of networking with people at the beginning, you know, cause there's a lot of people starting and, and is that important or it's kind of by exploring the books? That's why I asked you the question. Is it the books no. networking, working the, you know, working the deals, which one is, is like a good approach? All, all of them, all yeah. of them when you're starting. I mean, and, and then once you get started and you're like maybe consuming less or reading less or, you know, whatever, then it's obviously the networking and the deals. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. I would say all three of them are, are important for sure. Um, okay. Even like, even 
even back when I was just starting, I would still tell people what I wanted to do. And a lot of people would look at me like, oh, you're crazy. But I'm like, that's fine. Like if they don't catch the vision, that's all right. I don't care. Like I know that they're not going to be able to help me and we exactly. probably won't have a good partnership or fit, you know, but um, yeah. I don't know. So, so, so who, 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 yeah, who even early on, people should tell other people if they truly believe that they should tell other people what they plan to do because you, they'll, they'll find, and that's how I started to find people that would support me and link up with me and cheer me on and, you know, whatever. And yeah. later only invest or whatever, because I wasn't scared to tell people even before I had started anything, what I wanted to do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause, cause, cause people are scary. Definitely. You know, if it like, Cause this is not, you know, this is not encouraging society. Like, you know, like stop dreaming and you know, all that, all that stuff. So like people know that. Right. So but what, talking about the dreaming, like what, what would be Spalding group five, 10 year projections going forward? Um, I, I mean, I, I, I'm always, I don't, you know, I believe in big targets. I was at the same time, I never want to put like a goal or a target out there of, you know, like a number of units and then be bound by that and just go out and do it just to say I hit the number because it could be the wrong timing or the wrong apartments, right? Okay. Uh, but if I had to like, you know, say like five years from now, I mean, like, it'd be awesome if we were at, you know, 10,000 units five years from now. It's a good um, number. It'd be, it'd be awesome. Once again, is it going to make sense? Are we going to find the right deals? Are we going to, you know, yeah. them to be the right deals? Um, so if we have that many units then that means, I mean, we have, you know, we have teams of, um, there's a, there's a lot of expansion involved. I mean, Oh yeah. With, from maintenance and then maintenance coordination and oversight and the management on site and then you know, regional type managers and, and stuff like that. But we have the start of an infrastructure to start, you know, plugging in more units and not even skipping a beat. Right. So, Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I, and, I, and I'm weird like that. I don't know why, but I've just always, I'm like, it's, it, I, I believe in right. I write down my targets and like, like that 10,000, like that's a, that's a target, but it's just like, I, they gotta be the right. I, I don't want to just invest in some property just to be able to say, Oh, 10,000. Yeah. I got them. Yeah. Like, okay. So cause, cause I mean, you, you, you know, specifically what, what type of properties are you looking for? I mean, you know, so that definitely um, you're not going to acquire just a bunch of, you know, like yeah. whatever, start picking up like D properties in D locations, like, and then, you know, actually, but actually one of the properties I just sold is I, I will never, this is the power of, of cash flow producing real estate as well. It's probably going to be the worst deal that we've ever done. We probably, we still ended up with like a 20% annualized return. Um, but it was those, the 40 units that we had over Milwaukee. And, you know, I didn't, once again, that, that was, that was when I was just starting as well. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like in, and, but we had like a murder on site, like two years ago, like it was not good. It's, and it's a, a situation where like when people would go over there, they'd go in teams. And um, so they weren't alone. And um, that was not really that fun. And we sold to a guy who loves that type of stuff because he's in the neighborhood or whatever. Um, but yeah. <laughs> okay. but that was like that's a, that was a situation i'm just going i'm just talking off what you hit because this is a really good uh, about cash flow producing real estate right well, we put 25 percent down the property still paid us like every single i think it started paying distributions like the fourth or fifth month and so for th almost three years every single month boom 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 paid us we paid down 100 and I don't know 120 thousand 150 thousand dollars of debt using the renter's money right so we built our equity there we yep. Uh, bought it for, sold that one for 2.2 .2 
And I think we bought that one for like 1.85 or something like that. Okay. The return that we, the return between the cash distribution, and the proceeds were still, even though like I would never buy that property again, even if like it just, but that's just a testament though to, to what you're doing on your show and like, you know, talking about real estate and cash flow producing real estate um, and the power of cash flow producing real estate is, is crazy. Yeah, exactly. So can, can you just tell about people about the courses? Cause I've seen you have some courses available and can you just explain people that want to join those courses when you're going to be teaching them in the, in the courses? Yeah. So that's, it's all on, it's all on, um, all online. So people can go on, it's, it's www.justinspalding.com backslash join. And, um, you, know, you can get on there. There's eight hours of content that's, that's right on there right now. Plus my tools, plus, you know, other stuff you get, um, you get some group coaching with me, which is explained later when you, when people would go figure out in the dates and that and everything, they get an email after they sign up and everything, but you get group coaching with it. Um, and I mean, we've had, it's been pretty cool. I, I've kind of, it's been a soft, more of a soft launch with it. Um, we okay. kind of done a lot of testing with the marketing and stuff. Um, but we've probably ran through, I don't know, maybe 30 people with it, 35 people with it already. But I mean, we have, I know we've got three students that have closed deals uh, anywhere from a million to 3.2 million since Super. like um we and then we have a handful of people that have been able to like they they had up like four or five single family homes they wrapped them up sold them and now they're in the process yeah. of going okay. forward into a larger property so it's like it's pretty cool that we've been, been able to like the percentage of people who are actually going out and doing something with it that's yeah. really cool. i never wanted to be someone that's just like charging for a program and like i want i truly want people to get something out of it yeah um, so so what, 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 do you, what do you think is important? I mean, because there's a lot of huge companies that people don't even know. I mean, the BlackRock is not going like teaching, you know, people how to invest into real estate. So like, why, why, why are you trying to educate people? Um, I mean, uh, I don't know. I have fun seeing other people succeed. Like, I think that's why I like building a team here too, where, and I, why I don't delegate on stuff. And, you know, I don't take the credit when stuff goes good here because I like to be able to say like, like we did that or great job or, you know, whatever. Like I like it when other people succeed. And so I think that I, I get a lot of fulfillment out of that. Um, yeah. yeah. Our thing is, I mean, I have so many people reaching out to me that, you know, want one-on-one -on -one time or which I do that. I charge like a thousand bucks an hour for one-on-one -on -one time, but I have like three or four people that pay it. Like they're like, okay, here. And they've had a lot of great success and results with it. Um, my time is just so busy. So I'll do like one-on-one -on -one type stuff, but I really love seeing people be successful. I have so many people reach out to me wanting one-on-one -on -one time or wanting to learn. I said, dude, like there's so much free, good free stuff on my Instagram. They're like, yeah, but it's, it's kind of like your Instagram. They tell me that, yeah, but your Instagram yeah. always hopping around to what you're doing day on day. There's nothing like in a set order of how you want. And I'm like, well, it's all there. Just piece it together. It's free. And they're like, we want to package things. So like when I started people get, when I started getting that from people, I'm like, all right, like, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur too. Right. So I'll, um, make a product and sell it. I mean, it's not our income, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, so I'd say all of the above right there. I mean, um, I, love, I love seeing people succeed for sure. And, uh, and then that's, that's well. awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so I just love it. That, that, that's exactly why I reached out to you, you know, again, on the social media, because I've seen you all over the place and I've seen you, the, the way you, you do deals, you know, and you just give back a lot to a lot of people. As right now, you're just signing checks. So that's, that's giving yeah. back. You know, yeah. <laughs> so can, can you just tell people how they can reach you on, on what platforms, you know, beside the, the course, which is going to be down below, you can go guys and check it out so they can get some free content that you do daily. What's the platforms? Uh, Instagram handle is at Justin Spalding, J-U-S-T-I-N, 
S-P-A-U-L-D-I-N-G. Um, that's the main one. Um, Facebook as well. I got a you know business page on there, and that's once again Justin Spalding. So um, people can find me at either of those two. LinkedIn, actually, so it's probably Instagram, then probably LinkedIn, and then probably uh, the Facebook business page. Um, super, super. The best places right there. Yeah. So w- would you have any deals available right now, like for for um, you know accredited, non-accredited investors, anybody? Um, I have like. 40 deals in the pipeline. A lot of them are junk, um, but I have three or four of them that I'm pretty excited about. I think one up doing one of them. Um, one's a 123 unit. One is 116 unit. Um, the 116 unit I think is a good possibility. Um, but I, I know we'll have, I have some 1031 money right now. So I know we'll find something over the next, you know, I don't know, 30 days or so. Then we'll decide. Um, so yeah, we have stuff upcoming for sure. Yeah. Awesome. So, and guy and people, you can go and re- reach out for upcoming investments, you know, with, with Justin as well. Yep. Yep. So, and you can do that through Instagram and um, my email as well. Justin at spaldinggroup.com. S P A U L D I N G Justin at spaldinggroup.com. Um, that's my email. So that's cool, man. Like you, you guys probably sense, you know, the, the, the busyness, you know, the, the, the guy is just all over the place basically, you know, I'm, I'm trying to catch him like, but he's just running, man. So I have to, I have to, this guy just let him go and, and cause I know he's going to be running places once he's finished this and super busy man, but I'm super grateful for this. And I know there's a lot of free content on your website, you know, on a platform, so on Instagram and all these channels. So you can go definitely and, and check it out all these free, free content. But beside that, man, I really appreciate what you're doing in real estate space. You know, you like, you know, you do a lot of great stuff and and most of that you know is is free content again you through that because there is you know real estate is booming and a lot of people want to get involved but they don't know where to start so you know i think i think you you are one of those people that are definitely worth to follow and and get in touch and get the course and you know like be be close to good people you know because that will rub off at, at some point so you know that uh, that's my advice for, people. for sure I, I appreciate those comments too for sure no no worries no worries so, you know, that was a quick interview, guys, you know, but if you want to get more of Justin, definitely go on and get, you know, linked up with all the links down below. And I really appreciate the time again, Justin. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, I'll, I'll see you in the U.S. Because, you know, I, I know like, there, you know, the market is booming and, you know, there's a, a very, very good investments in there. So maybe we could talk some deals in the future. Where, and where are you at? Where are you out of? In Ireland. In Ireland, gotcha. but but I got a lot of people lining up for investments in U.S. You know because like, cool. yeah, it's a little bit different. You you have Absolutely. the most family. We don't have them here. You know that much. So right. who knows? Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So I really appreciate the time and effort. It's been it's been the Money Show with Martinez and Justin Spalding. Go and follow them on all the channels down below, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. See you guys.